COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's done, I'd like to say. This type of day, right now, it's um, it's not a bad day. It's a cloudy day. It's a good day. It's going to be a good day. A little bit of rain tomorrow. I just heard the forecast. But it is the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in tuning in. Now, we call this, we have so many new viewers, my goodness, and listeners on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, we call this the Noon Report. Now, someone said to me, now, what time, you know, I, I always have to deal with certain questions. It's the Noon Report Live. Here are some of the questions I find I am asked. When is, when is this Noon Report Live? <clears throat> when do you think it might be? Let's just say you were captured uh, by Russian soldiers or by ISIS or whoever, it's a terrorist organization, you know, gun to the head. It's one question. Live or die. When is the noon report on? I usually say, all right, if you heard that there's a, a show, the midnight show, what time might you guess that that might be? Nine o'clock? No, no, I, I don't I don't think we'd call it. No, I don't think nine o'clock would be would be at ten o'clock. No, hmm. There's got to be a clue here somewhere. We almost need Lady Bird, the psychic, the uh, psychic. I would say the midnight show would be on at midnight, much as the noon report is at twelve. All right, maybe I should say twelve. All right, well, you didn't say twelve noon. Is there another noon? I granted, I didn't say, and I don't want to go off here. Um, I didn't say it's an afternoon report, but but it's the noon report. And then the other question they asked, now, is it live? Noon report live. Hmm. Yes, as a matter of fact, it is. And, folks, it is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. It is, it is only through the grace of God that Juan has such patience. And people are wondering why we ran into trouble during the pandemic. Why we ran into trouble during the anything that veers off a lot of people, you know, the greatest untold story is what a challenge it is for people to make it through. It's not even 24 hours. <clears throat> people are in bed eight hours a day, at least, or sometimes more, maybe sometimes less. But really talking about, you know, just asking people to try to function for like 14 hours a day. I'll tell you who does highly function is PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, folks, they are right, located right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. I am such fans, and they are the greatest. And it's a family-run business. The quality is excellent. You know what I really love, and I take pride in this, is number one, I lack of a better expression, but I've turned so many people on to to this wonderful family-run business, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. But what I really also like is that people comment that after they visit there, then they realize what real service is. Some people are used to, you know, you go to a big box store and good luck trying to find anyone to help you, let alone like really help you. Yeah, you know what happens when you go to like a Lowe's or a Home Depot? They tell you, gee, I don't know where <laughs> where it is. Uh, it's over there somewhere. Yeah, that's helpful. Helen Keller running the customer service department. Folks, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, pansies, marigold bags, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom, mulch are available, pickup and delivery. Listen, help and support a local blanking business. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, full-scale nursery. Gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. They're in the grind. Look for them on Facebook. Now, folks, if you check to Petro.com, and the website has just been <coughs> tremendous lately. And by the way, if you are a business, I want to, you know, you want to talk about reaching a target audience. The supporters we have, to Petro.com, folks, local news, constantly updated, unique video. Where else can you find video of Ladybug the Psychic? It's all at DePetro.com. And I want to thank great sponsors, just like our friend Shane at Centerdale Revival. Pop in and see them. I love the place. I can relax when I go there. Delicious food, great drinks, great crowd. Comfort food cocktails, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. The guy is single-handedly turning around Centerdale. 
It's Centerdale Revival. Um, I want to, um, <coughs> excuse me, folks. It's just allergies. Not a COVID cough. By the way, all the media, breaking news. Lorza has COVID. Mayor Jorge Elotia, the mayor of Providence. Is this still a thing? <laughs> like, aren't we past that? You go to any news website right now, breaking news. Mayor Lorza, the mayor of Providence. Is, what, what, is this, are we in time zone here? Is this March or April of 2020 again? The, the mayor of New York City, here it is, look at that, Channel 12, breaking news. Mayor Lawrence test positive. For, is, is this, is he on his deathbed? Is he hooked up to a ventilator? Is, is baby Omar, is it last rites at the, at the hospital? And, right? Like what, is this still this newsworthy? Channel 10, Providence Mayor Lawrence breaking news, has tested positive for COVID. Yeah? What is it? Breaking news. Mayor Larza has a cold. Is, is the media, are we, are we going to continue to go through this? The mayor was experiencing symptoms and took an at-home test and tested positive. <laughs> mayor Jorge Eladga is vaccinated and boosted. He's canceled in-person meetings and will work remotely. Well, for a long time, by the way, he was working remotely. Am I <clears throat> missing something that this is now... I, I thought we were past this. Here's my stance right now at 12 minutes past 12. All right, my, my COVID policy for the John DePietro show, unless they're in the hospital or literally deathbed ventilator, I, I don't think it's news anymore. Media's got to kind of get with the program here. And I'll tell you what it's not. It's not breaking news. The, the mayor of New York, when they had the, the shooting... Uh, I'd like to say I'm glad, good for the journal for not... But the the journal is not exactly like up to speed. Nope, they they do have it. Providence Mayor breaking news. Providence Mayor Jorge Alotia tested positive for COVID. Hmm. What's bigger news? That Kelly Bates is now going to do weather on the weekends on Channel 6 or that Alorza has tested positive for COVID? I, I, um, I, I think the media is going to kind of get with the program here. I don't think that should be, I don't think that should be considered breaking news. I just want to finish. Mayor Adams uh, of New York City, think of that. He's the mayor of New York City and he tested positive for COVID and they had the shooter on the subway and he was doing remote interviews, you know, from his, from his home, national interviews, by the way. So, um, let me just see if, if, if the Boston Globe is following suit, are they going to break the trend? I, I just don't think it's a new story, but I want to touch on the Charlotte Lester case in just a moment, folks, and give you the latest. Um, I I, um, I don't see anything. It doesn't mean it's not there, but all right, I want to give you the latest. Now, I want to remind people that um, the Charlotte Lester case, it, it remains a missing persons case. And it just, I, I think a lot of people are familiar with the story. Um, she was last seen on Monday night, May 16th. <clears throat> and the timeline, her dog was found on Wednesday night, the 18th, right where we were and did one after dark last night with Ladybug, the psychic, right there off Elmwood Avenue. <clears throat> she was reported missing on Thursday, the 19th. Under protocol, police wait 24 hours. And then on Saturday, the 21st of May, is when the police tape went up around in that home on Staples Avenue, basically was caught off as, as, a, as a crime scene. And the work police have had two police officers stationed there, one in the front, one in the back, secured the location. I have learned it's because they found her blood in the home. That's what I learned separately from that. So on Monday, the 23rd, to go over the timeline, her truck was found at Kent Hospital. A lot of good questions. Someone said, when was it parked there? I don't know. Police may know that. I've heard half of the cameras at, at Kent Hospital, surprisingly, don't work. That's what we've heard. 23rd was when her truck was found. And then this past Sunday, uh, over Memorial Day weekend, 
when the family conducted a search, at first they were kicked out of Kent Hospital. And I thought that was very wise, by the way. The family said, why don't we start where we her truck was found? And then some searchers, <clears throat> Lois and her husband, found love notes behind Kent Hospital from the man to Charlotte, the man who owns the home on Staples Avenue. And then here we are, and it's Thursday, June 2nd. So... The week of the 16th, week one, right? The 23rd, week two, and then the 30th. So you're going on three weeks here. But let me just say this. This um, <clears throat> this business of, it's a missing person case. And I want to be very clear about this. I know some of the people that I've interviewed speculate on different theories. However, um, it is a missing person case, and no one has been charged with a crime. No one has been arrested. No one has been charged. Many people have been questioned. Many people have been questioned. But I want to just take just a quick moment, folks. I want people to understand that there is a difference between that someone could be, I think a good example, right, was was OJ. Like there were people, I will never understand people, no matter what it is, they say you shouldn't talk about it. I I will never, and I have a a short threshold of patience for people that they want to shut down conversations. You shouldn't even talk about it. I've been dealing with this really forever, but but certainly as a talk host. And I, what I never get, and you see it a lot more with social media, because what it really is, is, and, and it goes back to like, they don't have to talk about it, but it doesn't, where, where do these people, right? It's the ultimate, like who died and made you blank in God? No one should talk about like people like that. I get an email, Chris from Coventry. No one should be talking about the missing person case. Let the police do their job. I don't even know what to respond to. What, what does that even mean? You know, with anything right now, people's confidence is, sh- is shaken a little bit with law enforcement. Because of what happened in Texas with those poor kids. Yeah, those parents showed up at the school. And what were they told? Wait here and let the police do their job. As 19 police officers stood in the hallway in the school for 78 minutes. Kent Security, everybody get out of here. We're in charge of this area. And then two of the searchers find important evidence in the case. But this business of, you know, right after the O.J. Simpson thing, uh, excuse me, incident, when Nicole Brown Simpson, Ron Goldman were found, there there were news outlets and there were radio stations said, we're going to No.J., we're not talking about it. There were people. No one should be talking about that. <laughs> I will never understand. What, like, then what do you care? I, I never, I, I can't stand people like that. What do you care? I used to deal with this. You get phone. You, no one should be been talking about this. Pork boy used to be like that. <clears throat> After the shooting in Texas, no one should even be talking about the shooting. <laughs> Again, what? then you don't have to. But what do you care if other people are talking about it? But one thing I want to clear up, if I interview someone and they say, I think someone was acting suspicious and it's just their opinion and they know the individual, that's that's not jeopardizing any element of the case. In court, you still have to prove things. That's number one. Number two, you know, I, I don't know what you, you, people just don't disappear. That's what we're like, let's, people just don't disappear. There's something where is Charlotte Lester? I, we don't know. Her family doesn't know. Her friends don't know. People just don't disappear. She's somewhere. It's a missing person case. <coughs> now, let's be realistic. You know, there's a difference between search and rescue and recovery. Now, where this is different is there's someone that's hiking and then they, they, they can't, you know, the person just, and they went hiking and it, it starts with the, it's a search and rescue. And unfortunately, it can become a search and recovery. Many times it's more of something involving the water, right? Where there's a boating incident and then it becomes <coughs> the chances that someone is still uh, <coughs> functioning is becomes slimmer. So, but. Right now, it's really just a search and a missing person. But I will also say this. I mean, I know um, 
Like, I, I, I just will never, and I, I find them annoying, the people. No one should be talking about the shooting in Texas. Let those families mourn. First of all, the families are in, like, a zone of they can't believe what they're going through, right? That's number one. Number two, I've interviewed people that go through a tragedy like that. They're not even reading the newspaper. They're not watching the news. They're so immersed in their grief. They have no idea if people are talking about it, not talking about it. But I do know this. I've also interviewed people that lost a family member in a tragedy, and they were upset that it didn't make more news. They were upset that people didn't go searching for the person. They were upset that somehow they felt that in society, their family member's death didn't warrant more news coverage. So I, I want to just address this. We're at a, uh, it's it's not easy, you know? So I, I recognize, you can already tell, the rest of the media has kind of moved on. Um, and you still have a missing individual. So I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. Um, it. You know, there's two things we could do. You either just move on to the next story, which we could do, or still just try to talk to some of the players involved. And sometimes you can stumble into things. You know, yesterday was the anniversary of, um, you know, Olivia Passaretti, who lost her life January 1st. The innocence of coming home, a high school student, and was purposely run off the road and killed by a career criminal. Should should we not talk about that, right? I mean, think of what, for them, it's still raw. Yesterday was also the anniversary of Maya Brophy Behrman, who was shot and killed August 1st. That is an unsolved crime. That is an unsolved murder in the city of Providence. And what I find really offensive, really offensive, with the walkout of these kids in Pawtucket, a lot of the progressives, right, or Alorza, or the nonviolence crowd, or the whole movement about guns and guns off the street and schools, and they never talk about the fact that there are shootings and people don't cooperate with police. You know, what I find uh, really appalling yesterday with this preposterous, those kids in Pawtucket that walked out of school, they, those, they're safer in the classroom. They're safer in a school than out. You know, that doesn't stop them from going out at night on the streets of Pawtucket or Providence, wherever. <clears throat> But notice their big walkout, and that was really just organized for the progressive campaigns. This, I mean, think how preposterous these people are so oblivious, the irony of how ignorant they are to say on the, in the same sentence, we have to stop and remove the guns, you know, that killed those poor babies in the school in Texas. And then in the same breath, they're saying, and now let's talk about we need to make sure it's free abortions across the board. They, they're so unaware how ignorant they actually are. <clears throat> but at no point do they ever talk about, now listen, and if you know of a student that has a gun, you need to tell the authorities. At no point, you know, those clueless, naive individuals were actually talking about, and we want less police in the schools. <laughs> listen, you can't have it both ways. Right, as I've said, you can't have defund the police, cops are bad, blah, 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 and not expect law-abiding citizens to want to protect themselves. But they, they never, at no point, get the big crowd, that's right, you know, how pathetic. More Bush, yeah, and, and we're going to ban the guns, yeah, and we're going to get the cops out of the school, yeah, and the crowd's cheering. And, and if you know of someone that has a gun or you know they're involved with a shooting and you're going to contact the authorities, silence. Do you know in Providence, they could solve half of the murders if, if people would cooperate with the police. Never brought up, never, not one time did they say, and you, to all the students, you have a responsibility to speak out if you know of a friend or a classmate or someone that has a gun and is thinking of bringing it to school. Not one time was that mentioned. 
And I'll tell you something else that's never mentioned. There are instances, as I've talked about, where students do bring a gun to school, sometimes to show a classmate. I mean, it's stupid. Kids do stupid things. I have a gun. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. All right, bring it to school and show us. And the kid is young and stupid and makes poor decisions and doesn't. But, I mean, that does happen. And the penalty is like a slap on the wrist. The same media that was covering, you know, the the students walking out of Pawtucket demanding school safety, they never mention, they interview young activists and never mention they've been arrested for felony of carrying a weapon. You can't have it both ways. You know, I want to come back to, uh, but there is something broken with the schools right now. With the schools, you know, it's bad for business to them when, um, if there's reports that someone has a weapon or something like that, it's it's bad for business. They don't like to talk about it. And a lot of parents don't like to talk about it like we've talked about. <clears throat> Just like today is Thursday. I'm not breaking news here. On, on Tuesday, I had a number of parents say, and, and the, the kids are still in the school. One kid was suspended for a school in Warwick. Other kids knew about it, posted on social media. Let's go in, and we're going to make it a threat, shoot up the school. Parents are very concerned, kept the kids home. You know, we went over there and covered it. I went live, and you, those of you have seen the Karen reaction, right? Like, don't even talk about it. No one should even know about it. No, no one should even know that a child threatened to bring a gun to the school. You know, folks, I, I just, I, I, this is the same mentality that our government, by the way, was wrong in the summer of 20, 2000, excuse me, 2001. They didn't tell the American public <clears throat> that there was a threat that something major was going to happen with the terrorists. And they didn't tell Americans because they were afraid they were going to panic Americans. And what happened? On September 11th, after those three flights went down, the passengers on the fourth plane fought back and they gave up their life and they saved. That plane was headed to crash into the White House, the Capitol. And after that, in the aftermath of September 11th, it was actually the opposite. Americans, we didn't panic. Instead, you would police it up front. You would big bodied individuals say, if something's going down, I'm taking them out. <clears throat> big time. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's be on guard and people respond. No, no, no. Keep it a secret. That woman the other day, no one needs to know that a student threatened to shoot up. The, what, what does that even mean? Really, no one needs to know. <clears throat> Is that for job security? Because then they're afraid that if the attendance at the school drops even lower, that they're going to have to start layoffs. I mean, is that what we're talking about here? <clears throat> and then you had a, a member of the works for Seth magazine. Or look at how terrible this is. I go to drop off my child at the school and look at the pol- Oh, like, look at the cops. There they are in the front. There you go. There's the cops. Kids shouldn't have to deal with this. Look at the cops scaring the kids in front of school. Never mentions that the day before a child was suspended for threatening to shoot up the school. Never, no, never mentioned. Gee, I wonder if there's an agenda with Seth Magaziner. I applaud that governor of Florida. I applaud the governor of Florida. Excuse me, the sheriff in Florida. Florida right now as a state has it going on. They arrested the 10-year-old. They arrested him. Good. Put his mugshot out. See? Does this look fun? Parents, children, does this look, do you want to be this kid? With the mugshot, you know, Lorza wants to fire a principal in Providence because they, they weren't sure it was a credible threat and didn't call the police when someone thought that someone had saw a weapon. Okay, now it turned out to be a false threat. So everyone, that's right. Fire the principal. He didn't call the police. Well, but notice there's no talk about, but what are we going to do? about the kids that do bring weapons to school. So therefore, why don't we really increase the, no, 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 let's not, you can't increase the penalties. 
I already know. Why, why can't you? Because of poverty, housing, homelessness, climate, uh, climate change, bad water, white. So, oh, no, no. You can't punish the kid that brought the gun to school. You got to punish everybody else. Those kids in Pawtucket. I mean, you want to talk about a pathetic display. We're going to sit back and, and you, you, the adults, have to fix this problem. We want cops out of the school. We want to ban guns. We want free abortion. What, what other demands you have? What do you think this is, a lunch order? You're 16, 17. You want to take responsibility? And let's take the student pledge. Here's what was missing from the big school walkout. Let's take the student pledge. That everybody pledges, if you know of someone with a gun, you're going to report it to a teacher, a school administrator, a coach, or the police. Let's, oh, no, no, no one wants to do that, right? Because snitches end up in ditches. No, 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 don't snitch. No one talks. Let's get the cops out of the school. Let's ban guns. Never mind, you know, th these are not assault weapons that are doing all the damage in places like Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls, and hardly not. Oh, no, no, they're not, that they're not willing to do. No, 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 no. Well, we're not doing that. <laughs> Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1232 is brought to you by R.E. Coogan of Heating, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. RE Coogan Heating. If your cooling system on this Thursday is not working properly, call Coogie, 401 732 6562. 401 732 6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing. If you have a plumbing problem, hot water tank. Call RE Coogan Heating. It's Coogs. The guy is generous. He is out there. They're professional. They will do what you need them to do. And maybe right now your cooling system is not working as efficiently as it could be. 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, again, visit the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner, <coughs> excuse me, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Uh, very happy for Kelly Bates. That is a win for Channel 6. She is delightful. She was. Um, she is now going to be doing me, uh, weather. And I, I think a science reporter for ABC6. I believe she's going to be a full-time employee. So I'm very happy for her. That was, I thought it was a mistake. They pushed her out at Channel 10. But um, folks, it's not your imagination. You know, there's, there's a lot of turnover. In local television news. And the reporters tend to be younger. They're from other places. They don't necessarily know all the stories. But that's okay because it, it, helps, uh, it helps our program. Because we know it very, very well. And let me just get back to, again, the, the Charlotte Lester case. There's a very important uh, deadline coming up. And it's, it's actually over the next... Today is Thursday. So tomorrow or Saturday... <clears throat> the Warwick Police now, again, getting back to the missing person. And I, I just want to point this out again. Um, you know, you, you hear about a, they, they call it a, there's an amber alert when there's a missing child. And then there's a, a silver alert when sometimes an older individual who may suffer from dementia, Alzheimer's, wanders off. Okay, so let's first just agree it's newsworthy that a woman who lives like on the Warkies Greenwich line has seemingly vanished. And they found her dog off of Elmwood Avenue where we were last night with Ladybug, the psychic. And then they found her, her truck, the red truck at Kent Hospital. So let's first agree, I mean, people just don't disappear. So it's a missing person's case. It is a mystery, but it remains a missing person case. Now, but the reason why tomorrow and Saturday are significant is because police, Warwick police, on the 21st were able to obtain a search warrant to go into that home on Staples Avenue. And the search warrant only lasts, it's my understanding, for 14 days. Now, it could be extended. It could be extended, but they've had 
two police officers there 24-7 since the 21st. So this Saturday, two days from now, either the tape is coming down and the police are going to be removed. And then I would imagine the resident of the home, the owner of the home, um, who seemingly, seemingly, seemingly shares the same name with some love notes that seem to be written to Charlotte, the missing woman, could then go back into the home. So Saturday is an important day. And, and I assure you, we will be there on scene because it's going to show one of two things, that the, the tape is staying up, which means they've asked for an extension, or the, the tape is coming down. So, and that is very possible. Um, but it, it is a missing person case. No one has been charged in this crime. And I, I also want to just let people know, and we, we could have gone into this with our legal analyst. We have talked about the case with attorney Tim Dodd, our legal expert. But you, you, you can't charge someone until you really have all the evidence. You can suspect people, but you can't, you know, and, and these things can take, you know, it can take a long time. Um, and it's very difficult for the family because their life is in, in limbo. And I, I've communicated with some people who've gone through missing. A lot of times it's a missing child. Very, very difficult. Um, their life goes on hold. It's, it's really cruel. Uh, I, got a, I, I, I developed very good insight. And again, folks, good afternoon right now at 1237. You're listening and watching, actually, the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 Thank you for all the stars on Facebook, by the way. Uh, that's a brand new thing they have. Facebook, you can send stars to the program. Just kind of say, like, we appreciate you. Like, that you staying on this? But I, um, I really learned kind of insight about it. With, and I've talked about it a little bit, but it was the Jason Foreman case, right? Jason Foreman suddenly just disappeared one Saturday afternoon, disappeared in South Kingstown, Wakefield area. And um, <clears throat> one minute he was there, and the next minute he wasn't there. And it remained that way for years until, you know, that was the situation where you had... Uh, literally, like, down the street was the Woodmansey family. And the father, I believe, was somehow, like, I, I don't remember exactly, but I, he used to direct traffic outside a church on a Sunday. He, I think he was an auxiliary police officer. So the mistake made at the time was they told him, search your own home. And then, you know, I don't know what happened with that. And then years later, there was, I think it was a paper boy who was delivering papers and then he made a he told the police that there was a, a resident on the street Michael Woodmansey he attempted some kind of like sexual assault on this paper boy and then then the police went to the home and then tragically they found you know the remains of Jason Foreman that had been in the house the house was a house of squalor you, you know the house was unimaginable living conditions when the police arrived there. So, but but my point is, with the Jason Foreman case, of which we fought to keep him locked up, he was going to get out on good time behavior, which is frightening to me. And we made such a big sink about that. And John Foreman, the Foreman family that I got to know, but their life was just turned upside down by the missing child. You know, in the stories I heard, I mean, and, and they were very candid. And he did interviews with me. You know, he developed a drinking problem. And I think it even led to a broken family of divorce. And they, they never got over it. But the, the sheer searches and flyers of little Jason Foreman, that beautiful little boy. Uh, I still remember as a youth in Edgewood, my parents talking about it. And it, it really shook the whole state when he disappeared. And then never mind, you know, the famous footage of Woodmansey in court. And when he was holding his hand up, his hand was shakingly uncontrollable, big obese, just a complete monster. But the, the thing about that was every time a car pulled in their driveway, they thought maybe this is news on Jason. Every time the phone rang, they couldn't go away on vacation. They, their life became frozen. Their life went on, on hold. And, and the, the killer was right down the street. And their little, 
beautiful little Jason Foreman was, and, and I was very proud. I received the first annual Jason Foreman Award. A scholarship was set up in his name shortly after we prevented Woodmancy from getting out of prison. And I still have that, that plaque, but just the toll it took on the family. You know, it was impossible to celebrate Christmas. It was impossible to go away on vacation. Someone always had to be home to monitor the phone. You know, what if he came home? They, they wouldn't move. They wouldn't move. They wouldn't. His room looked the same. You know, at any moment, maybe he was kidnapped. Maybe he was there. Maybe he was going to escape. Terrible. It is mental torture to do. So I learned from that. And you don't hear about that. And you know what? After a while, what do you think happens? The, the public moves on. You know, the, public, the family didn't move on. Think how long little Jason Foreman was missing until they finally did, um, you know, that was, and that was years later, years later. Just absolute torture to do to, obviously, poor little, you know, poor little Jason, who you can still, that boy, that picture just stays like that. And then if you Google that, as I'm doing right now, then you come up when I did the famous interview with with his father saying, if that man gets out of prison, I will I will kill that man. Uh, Michael Woodman C. So but there's um, I'm just holding up little Jason Foreman, that little, you know, the innocence of that age. It's just it's just so terrible. Um, when it was 1975, that's right. I think we were, yeah. Oh, Michael Woodman, he was born July 16th, 1958. He was a 16-year-old junior at South Kingstown High School. May 18th, 1975, when he murdered Jason Foreman, a five-year-old who lived nearby in South Kingstown, actually down the street. He was not convicted until 1983, when he confessed to the crime upon questioning about the attempted strangulation of another child. Spent most of his time alone, lived with his father, Franklin Woodman, see a police reservist in the village of Peacedale. Absolutely terrible. Yep, little Jason disappeared. Five years old. He never made it home. Um, Jason's mother last heard her son's laughter through the open window at 3.30 in the afternoon. And it was the mother's 25th birthday. Not more than 30 yards up on the hill on the same side as the firehouse. Foreman's house was directly across the street. Terrible. After announcing he and his playmates were going home, he ran towards the volunteer fire station. And that's when Woodmancy um, finally got him. But anyhow, folks, just terrible. So it's, my point is, listen, it's not, it's not easy. It's very challenging. When you have a missing missing persons case, and I, I recognize, you know, some of the individuals we've we've uh, spoken with are, uh, you know, out of out of the norm a little bit, but the the individual that's missing was, uh, uh, you know, Charlotte Lester. People will admit was a little out of the norm. Um, so it would make sense that some of the people surrounding the individual are, you know, a little bit off the beaten path, so to speak. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1245 on this Thursday is brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. You know, why not improve your home? So many people realizing it's very expensive to move right now. Plus, you can't find a place to go. The housing inventory is so low. So a lot of people saying, you know what, I'm just going to improve my own home. And one of the ways to do that is with J. Perry Paving. Uh, High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, licensed, fully insured. They do tremendous work. Why not call them for a free quote? 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free estimate, as a matter of fact. They do great work. J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, uh, J. Perry Paving has your back. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. So I recognize, you know, some of the other 
news of the day. The um, And by the way, also, I, I'm actually good for Johnny Depp. He did not have to do that. Depp justice. Um, I, I know some people are saying his career is still toast. I disagree. I think Hollywood, I think this is a big week for Hollywood. You know, uh, Top Gun is doing fantastic at the box office. People are going back to movie theaters that they haven't done. Um, some of my family went. They said the, the chairs, you can recline now. It's really comfortable. I think if Johnny Depp, his next project, I think it does really well. <laughs> Am I seeing this right? The Rolling Stones kick off 60th anniversary tour, the Rolling Bones. That is really um, amazing. But LeBron, officially a billionaire, first in the NBA. Wow. Um, but I, I think... Um, it, it's whatever he, they're wrong. Whoever says his career, the next project that he does, he did not have to take that on with the Amber Heard. I had called that anyone that's on TikTok, people were rooting for him big time and they started going after her. And in the end, as much as people said he shouldn't be bringing that case, uh, what's he doing that for? Blah, blah, blah. In the end, Johnny Depp. Uh, it's incredible. You look on social media, the amount of people who are um, who were rooting for him. You know, there's another story I'm looking at. Public health alert. Health department warns about drug overdose uptick in the East Bay. Folks, the fact of the matter is. Rhode Island, if Governor McKee has his way. With these safe injection sites that they're about to introduce. Uh, we're here in Rhode Island. Governor McKee want, is basically telling people you can have a very serious drug problem, but then still live and manage your own life. Um, I, I don't see anything positive about that. You know, in New York City, I was on Newsmax over the weekend where they, in New York City, they have posters up now. Basically, See, I think it, there are children, there's a lot of people that, that won't do, you know, won't take heroin, meth, fentanyl, just for fear that something happens. When, when these safe injection sites, it's telling them, you can do it. We'll hold your hand. It's okay. You know, you can manage your drug problem effectively. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. They say, we're going to take away the shame of it. I don't see anything positive about this. So I don't, you, you don't want to encourage people to develop serious drug problems. And I don't think you should be trying to hold their hand and enable them that you, you can survive, you can function in society with a serious drug problem. That I, I don't, you know, and I, I just know from various interviews I've done over the years and things like that, that no, that. How many people listening even right now, that, that started their decline? There are people that have said, I regret the first time I smoked a cigarette. Um, you know, I, Patrick, there are different people. Patrick Kennedy has talked about, I regret the first time I, I got high. I regret the first time I, Chris Heron said, the first time I did a line of Coke. If I could have anything back, it would have been the power to not do that because that just sent me off on the path. So how do people really think that's going to work out? I interviewed a guy, uh, I interviewed a man, I should say, I don't, it was just a couple years ago, and he said that when, when he did meth, he did meth, and he wasn't in this area. Um, you know, Breaking Bad, they're based in New Mexico. I think he was in Nebraska or Oklahoma, uh, or closer to, with, it was a bad, but anyhow, he said two years later, he could still feel it in his body. Two years later, he could still feel it in his veins. I mean, it's just, it's poison. Don't worry, we're going to test it. You, you, can, you can survive with a healthy, you know, you have a serious drug problem, but you're, you're going to be fine. You know, and there are people, there was a guy on, he was a CNN uh, correspondent, I think, or he, he was saying he casually does heroin on the weekends. That, you, you're, that, that is just, you know, you're dancing with the devil there. I mean, it's, why, why do you want to put people down that road? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 12.50 on this Thursday is brought to you by Propane Plus. Now, listen, if you use propane in Rhode Island, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 
252-3359. Why Propane Plus? Well, they've been there for three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery. They plan to serve you for a long time. Online billing. Schedule your service or delivery all at the click of a button. All customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. Propane Plus. Propane Plus. 401 8 85-4209 or 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now remember, we go until, we're on until 2 o'clock. Next hour is radio only. You can listen at the website. I'm live next hour, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Don't forget, we have some great items available in the shop uh, especially with our new line, if you are a big uh, Trump supporter, which a lot of people are, and the Trump people love this, by the way, show your pride. There it is in the shop, Rhode Island Ultra MAGA. It's going to be the hottest shirt of the summer. And there's some also sweatshirts. There's mugs. There's bags. Look how beautiful those mugs are. Look at that black mug, Rhode Island Ultra MAGA black mug. Coffee just tastes better in it, for crying out loud. Um, and and I know people love seeing that that is, in fact, you know, tying it in. There's also the Rhode Island Ultra MAGA organic tote bag, which makes a great gift. Folks, it's all in the shop at DePetro.com. And don't forget, we have other great items. Uh, we have the, the John DePetro Show pint glasses, beer, brew, Booze tastes better in the pint glass. The Coinomatic Atwell's Avenue. I mean, that's when Federal Hill was Federal Hill, right? When Raymond ran the hill. And nothing says summer than showing up at the beach. And in fact, the, um, how about that? The Juan After Dark classic tank top. Tony Soprano would love that. There's another term for that that people use that I think it's politically incorrect w you know blank beater but uh but either way but the coinomatic things are uh, very very hot and then of course we also have some some great mugs and everyone's talking about you know turn the state red nothing says that more than than uh I'm a Rhode Island red let everyone know that's a beautiful mug that you're going to be voting red all you do is go to the website to petro.com and then you click on shop and you can go into shop. But I want to um, just circle back at, at 12.53. So this this business, you know, I also, I received this email, like no one should have been uh, searching at, see, I, the, one thing I have found with, one thing I have found with, um, one thing that I have found with social media is people who really don't have, uh, an opinion. I just don't know why they feel they need to comment. And, and that's not even a comment. And I, I see it a lot. And it's a trend. But it has to be called out. They don't have an opinion on something. So their, bekin, bekin, excuse me, their opinion becomes no one should talk about this. I, I just I don't understand. That's that's really a form. I mean, that's that's how they operate in North Korea. That's how they operate in, in China. That's how they operate in Russia. In Russia, if you were caught discussing the war, you were arrested. In North Korea, if you are, if they catch you describing the government in, in North Korea, you're arrested. What's the difference between that and people saying, I don't think we should be talking about these? <laughs> I never get that. And then, and then people say, well, that's just my opinion. And I'd like to point out, yeah, but that's not an opinion. An opinion would be, I think, you know, I, I like that. I liked Top Gun, Maverick Top Gun. Another opinion is, you know, I didn't care for it. A non-opinion is, I don't think we should be discussing that. Well, that's just my opinion. That's not an opinion. I always want to remind people, you're under no obligation. If you want to watch the video, listen to the show, you, no one is forcing you to comment. And that is one of the downfalls of social media. I think life was better when not everyone had a platform to point out that 
their lack of um, opinion and thoughts, so to speak, if that makes sense. And I think it does. Now, folks, again, though, um, think how absurd what I mentioned earlier. Uh, those, those kids in Pawtucket, I'm going to play some of the sound next hour. And what, what is really disgraceful, I, you know, the, the, those of you that feel the media is biased, when you have the lieutenant governor, Cynthia Mendez, showing up in Pawtucket yesterday, the kids marched out. It was really just a stunt claiming about school safety. I don't think it's that. I think kids were bored. And it was just like a way to get out of class. But I, I think the media kind of gave this lieutenant governor, she's a huge progressive, Cynthia Mendes, a free pass. So the kids march out. She used that opportunity to start talking to them about abortion rights. Um, it's not your imagination. If that had been a Republican addressing them and, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, if a Republican then started to use the occasion that all these students marched out and then a Republican candidate started talking to them uh, somehow about um, voting or something. Oh, my God, they would have gone ballistic. Right. That is not why they were marched out. But my point, is, folks, this portion of the program, check out the website to Petro.com and it's brought to you by surplus provisions. Visit them. Uh, they have a great Facebook page. Tanya does great work. Quality, military surplus, tactical, survival gear. Uh, when I went to Ukraine, I wouldn't have gone before I first saw them. And they have it all. And they also, they're family, they're women friendly is what I want to say. Many women, you don't have to, you know, everyone doesn't have to have a firearm. But you could at the very least have pepper spray. And there's other tactical little items that you can have that are all legal. But stop it and see them. They're one mile from Garden City. You can have a link. There's a link to them right on my website, depetro.com. Surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue and Cranston. But they're the ones that when I go into sometimes and cover the the stories and the crime in the high crime areas, they outfit me in the tactical gear. I, I, I couldn't have gone to Ukraine without them because they fitted me with the type of tactical gear that literally could stop. Uh, a bullet from an AR-15. It would knock you down, right? But it would not pierce you. It would it would leave a horrible bruise. It might, but it's that's how that's the type of stuff they have. But then they have other things as well. Uh, I just think for personal safety, your own safety, I encourage all individuals to carry pepper spray because, and especially if you're a woman, if if some creep, someone's coming up to you, what you really need is you need like 15 to 20 seconds to get away. That's what you need to call 911, run away, drive away. That pepper spray can can help you do that. And some other items they have, tell them I sent you surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Folks, and if you ever hear me mention a, a, a sponsor, if you, if you don't remember the number of the location, the address, you can always contact me and I'll get you that. All right, right now it's 1259. Next hour, I am going to play some sound from that uh, student walkout yesterday that I, I think was really a political stunt. That and much, much more. The power hours next. Next hour is radio only. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break, bring you up to speed on the news of the day. And then the power hours next, another full hour to go. Stay tuned for the one o'clock news.